jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to a hit of pod with Nikki Glazer. I am coming at you from my dad's office, 6.51 p.m., getting a late start on everything today. It was an early morning. Um, woke up, had a doctor's appointment at like 9 a.m. over Zoom. Then I rolled that right into the radio show. Um, it was an emotional episode of you up with Nikki Glazer. I'll talk to you about that tomorrow but um so you'll want to tune into that that will be airing tomorrow if you want to tune in um but it was uh it was fun it was fun radio with my friends got to hang out with them and then um and then the rest of the day just turned into kind of shit I mean I got some news during the podcast that uh, or during the radio taping that something else another job of mine is ending and that's not why it was a special episode. You'll see why. I'll tell you tomorrow if you don't get a chance to watch or, or see. But um, so, um, yeah, I, I just was feeling off um, and found out this other thing that I was doing was canceled, which always sucks to get an email. You should never check your email when you're, like, about to go live or, like, going live because – you can just read something that will upset you. I mean, they, you know, it's always going to happen. I was watching Listen to Your Heart last night, Bachelor edition of um, the summer. The spring Bachelor is Listen to Your Heart, a limited series, six-episode series in which um, singers and songwriters, mostly singers, musicians, come together to find love and a person to sing duets with for the rest of your life. That's pretty much it. You just, they're uh, becoming... You know, they they ultimately want to be like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. And by that, I mean one of them is going to commit suicide and the other, um, what did she go on to do? She'll be fine, right? In that movie, you're like, she's going to be okay. It's a rough road ahead, but, and she'll be haunted by his, like at any interview she ever gives, his name will be in the air. Um, not, not a lot different than, um, what's her name? Michelle Williams with Heath Ledger, you know, like when you, sorry if you haven't seen the star is born, but he dies at the end and you just, and 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 she's a star in her own right. And you wonder what's going to happen to her. I think she's going to be okay. But anyway, you guys know what I'm saying. Listen to your heart. That's the show I've been watching. But last night there was like this really traumatic or two nights ago, but I watched it last night was this really traumatic. Um, these couples all get paired up, right? They 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 gravitate towards one another. The riffraff is cut. And then there's like five couples that are competing. And they sing songs together. They work on a song together. They go on dates. And then they work on a song. And then they perform it to judges. And then the judges. Last night was Tony Braxton. It was a, a guy named Andy Grammer. And then it was a patch, past bachelor contest or um, couple. Like a successful couple. And then those people judge you in front of an audience. And decide whether based on you singing a song with this person that you like but maybe don't love because you just met them on a reality show but now you're kind of being forced to make out and like fill like build this relationship because if you don't then you have to leave the show if you're not in a committed relationship you have to leave the show and these people just met I mean it's wild so 
So some of them are faking it just to stay on the show. Some of them, you know, both both the couple like agree that they're faking it. Some one is into the other more than the other. One, a couple is just fucking in love and they're literally going to get married. Like there's just, you watch two people like find each other. It's pretty miraculous. But last night, this girl had some information for another girl about the guy she was singing with that was already fraught with emotion. I mean, this girl, Julia, was about to sing with Brandon. Brandon had been partnered with Savannah. Now, Savannah um, and Julia, those were Brandon's two choices. In the end, he chose Savannah. At first, he chose Savannah. Savannah and him sang a song, had a great week. The next week, he goes on a date with Julia because the producers like to mix it up. Julia and him still have a spark. Julia comes back, breaks up with her boyfriend that she's singing with and had a great week with the the week before. And then, are you following this? Does any of this matter? All I'm saying is that this one girl said to Julia before her performance with Brandon, she was like, by the way, I talked to Brandon and he said that he would have stayed with Savannah if she gave him a second chance. And Julia's about to like go out and sing We Belong, which by the way, Brandon is like the oldest guy in the show. He's probably like 38 and he didn't know we belong to dun, 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 you know, clearly I don't even know it, but at least I, I know that song. I know Pat Benatar, We Belong. He had never, he's like, I maybe heard it once when I was like at a fucking, what did he say? He said like the hair salon, which wasn't a bad reference. I got, that was like the perfect place for that song and everyone laughed. So maybe Brandon is a great guy and I should date him. He had a great line. No, he just didn't know the song, which was already infuriating. Um, and then he sang it with Julia and, um, and Julia was thrown right before her performance she was fucking thrown because this bitch Natasha had to say Brandon said this about you then she goes out there and she's just grabbing onto his arm like we belong don't we belong we belong together she's just like if you watch it she's just like don't we do we belong and then the whole time he's not even looking at her and they're performing like in front of a huge audience and the judges are like whispering to each other like they look awkward. They got done with it and they just got torn to shreds by the judges who really know nothing about their relationship. But I guess the interesting part is that the drama behind the scenes shows on stage. Because the judges don't know any of the drama. They don't even know if these couples met uh, a day ago or they've been in love the whole time. You know, they know they met on the show, but we don't know where they are. And the judges always know what's going on. You can watch their performance and be like, you guys are connecting. You guys are in love. That's that's the look of someone who's in love. Well, actually... You're right, Rachel Lindsay. I am in love. And I want to say it here for the first time tonight in front of all of you. And that's like what the guy did last night to one girl. No, the girl said it. She was a man. She's the masculine one in the relationship. If you watch that show, Brie and Chris are the ones that truly in love. And Brie is running that show. Um, They're really healthy. I love the relationship. I want what they have. But she was so so thrown. So anyway, today I got a news. And I don't even care. The news I got, I really don't give a shit about in the long run. It sucks that like everything that I was working on besides one thing is really coming to an end right now. Um, my tour, my sh- uh, couple, t- like, couple TV shows. There's a couple things that are still happening. And then there are new things that are being generated. But I did lose a lot of things. And then today I think I just lost this extra thing that I thought was a surefire thing. And it isn't. So it's gone. And it was just like, fuck. And then I think I kind of was sad for a little bit. And I'm just now acknowledging that. Because the rest of the day was not easy. I finished the radio show and I go into the kitchen and um, trying to, oh, and then I had another, thank God, I had so much to do after that too. I had to hop on another call and then I had to do a bachelor interview. That's why I'm so jazzed up about listening to your heart. I did a, um, I did an interview 
with a with two dudes who do a bachelor show um one is in des moines and one is in chicago and we all just uh got on zoom together and talked about talked about that show man I was mean I was not very nice about Natasha but she's such a bitch I'm sorry Natasha I know she's gonna hear it because like all those all those contestants listen to what people are saying about them and I have no right to really go after someone I kind of was having a Taylor Swift moment of like should you say these things but I was like no she's evil but she's so hot I gave her that I told her that a million times which is probably the only thing that matters to her um, why am I projecting? I don't know. It's all that matters to me. No, it's not. It's not all that matters to me. I actually got a message from someone saying, will you stop talking about, um, your body so much and your food and, um, eating disorders and being open about it. And I get that. I totally get that. As someone with an eating disorder, I really fucking hate when someone starts talking about their eating disorder. I usually turn it off. So that's what I ask you to do because I can't help it. And, um, I'm sorry if it's triggering you and, but I, I used to be you where things would set me off like that. And I would just earmuffs, you know, I, I can't police someone else, but I got back to the person that wrote me and I think we had a civil discussion. I was like, I'll try to be more aware, which I will. I really will. And that's all that I can promise. But, um, and then I had another really lovely girl write me and be like, the fact that you think your body is disgusting makes me so sad. And yeah, it is fucking sad. But I don't think it all the time. I'm really grateful for my body, obviously. Like, it can, like, move. And I'm about to go on a run. And, like, how awesome is that? Like, every time I'm on a run, I'm like, I can't believe I'm not going to be able to do this when I'm super old. Like, it's amazing to be able to move fast. My mom is in so much pain. And today, uh, a pipe broke in their wall and was just flooding the basement. And it was, like, the screams that my parents... It sounded like they were on the Titanic. And the the they were in the the room where the water broke and like they're trying to like they're hit the alarm and they're shoving people and they're just trying to they're screaming at you trying to fix this thing that can't be fixed and I was just like who can I call who can I call because I just want to throw money at it and make someone else do it I didn't want to like grab a bucket and I was up in the kitchen I knew that they were gonna have no no duty for me I mean it was crazy you guys, my dogs instantly came upstairs and were looking at me like, what do we do? Because they're like, oh my God, EJ, oh my God, oh my God, this is going to be thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars, oh my God, oh EJ, God damn it, give me that, God damn it, well if, if I was, how long was this running, how long, oh my God, I mean, I'm not even doing it, double that you guys, and it went on. And so I'm like, can I call someone? Can I call the Roto-Rooter? And like, my mom goes, I don't want those fucking assholes out here. That's going to be thousands of dollars. Don't call one of those assholes. I can do it, Nikki. I can do this myself. And so I just went to the fucking, I went to bed. I, it was 3.30 and I go, good night. And I trotted my little tushy down the hallway, hopped inside my bed and pulled the covers over my head, put on the noise canceling headphones and blasted some white noise. To drown out the the white people noise emanating from the bask of the basement. I mean, it was nuts. It was so anxious. And my dog came in the the room because I was just like trying to protect them from the sheer anxiety of the screaming. I don't know if you guys grew up in a house of screaming, but I did. Sometimes it it pops off, and you know what are you gonna what are you supposed to approach a flooding basement where you think there's thousands of dollars of damage with a cool and calm head yes turns out that is a, an option that I didn't know existed until I started meditating 
So then I go up. So then I just slept through it. And then I woke up and run into my mom. And I'm terrified to run into my mom because I just don't want to even see her energy of a woman who thinks that there's thousands of dollars of damage. Like my mom can't handle like financial ruin like that. It just makes her miserable. She's like, it's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Very resolute, resolute, like not wanting to talk about it. And I was like, okay. And then we're in the kitchen and she's making dinner and she can barely fucking move because her neck hurts so much. I wonder what stressed her out so much. And then we were talking about the the book that she's reading and she's like, it turn, looks at like, I'm going to have to go to the therapist and talk to a therapist. And I'm like, okay, if it comes to that, is that okay? Can you do it? And she's just like, and it just, I just ended up um, psychoanalyzing my parents a little too much in the kitchen. It was very uncomfortable. That's what I do. I stir things up and then I leave. But sometimes, do you, do you ever just witness injustice being taken place between your parents? I got this message from someone. And it was, came at a perfect time because God knows I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. A fan wrote to me. Hey, Nikki, I'm a big fan of the pod. Love the daily episodes. I even get sad thinking that you may stop doing daily episodes post-quarantine. That's nice. The reason why I'm writing to you today is because I recently graduated and moved back home from university to live with my parents for a year. As much as I love my parents as people, (laughs) I get that. It's really hard to live here with them, and I just don't feel close to them. It's hard to be myself living here. I would love to hear your perspective on how you've adapted to living with your parents, what the difference between now and the first few weeks were. Any advice you could offer would be much appreciated. Okay, I totally hear that. Being able to be yourself, I know that's hard. And I think that I'm myself around my parents until I realize that I need to be alone a lot of times and just go in my room and be alone because I need to kind of relax and I don't want to answer questions and I don't want to be on I'm not really on around my parents like I'm literally like farting and just like being a little bitch you know like I'm just a little brat and but even that takes effort and that and that's not healthy effort I can't help it that they make me a little bit more anxious and it was really tough today I thought about this letter today just now in the kitchen because I was being such a brat to them but my dad was bugging me so much and sometimes people just don't see how I just want to stand up when I think someone is not being treated fairly. And sometimes that person is your mom or sometimes that person is your dad and you throw the other person under the bus, but they still have to live in that marriage. So that's not very nice. I'm not a marriage counselor. That's what I need to tell myself. I need to just walk away. But it just hurts me when I see repeated patterns of like just two people not communicating. You just want to be like, here, um, here's a walkie talkie. Can you guys just this? I could tell you this one trick and maybe you guys would empathize more with each other. I need to empathize more with them and be a better daughter and be more understanding. But it's really, really tough Um, because I care and I just want them to live their happiest lives and not be in pain and not feel bad about themselves or feel taken advantage of or feel neglected or feel like my dad doesn't feel like he can sing anymore because I'm in the house and we always tell him not to sing and it's like he should be allowed to sing like I just living with my parents is fucking whack dude living with your parents is whack that's all I can say it's not meant to be this way so if you're struggling out there living with your parents all I can tell you is take time away from them go on long walks isolate in your room try to do activities that are neutral 
that make that you only have good memories of. A game of Scrabble with my mom is one. Like we don't usually fight during that. Watching a fun reality show is one. We don't usually fight during that. Me just like lingering around because I just want to be near people and talk to them isn't helpful. So make the most of your time. Try to really understand where they're coming from and which is so hard. I mean, I really need to do that right now. But if you don't feel like you're yourself around your parents, I get that. I get that. Um, but you should try to be because you're okay. You're yourself for a reason. And it's probably because of the way they made you. So they should have to see their own product. But I would like to hear more about why you don't feel like you can be yourself. Like, I, it's embarrassing to say, sing karaoke in front of my parents because a lot of emotion comes out in my karaoke singing. It isn't just for fun. I, I, but I need it. And it's not something I can do that isn't in their space. Like I try to wait till they leave, but they're always here. And that's not, that doesn't mean that I'm going to sacrifice that. That's something that brings me a lot of joy I need in my life. Um, so, you know, making room for their bullshit, but also allowing, asking for them to make room for your bullshit. And then once you start to change and work on yourself, I swear to God, they start to notice. My parents eat better now. My dad meditates. My mom's reading this book. I mean, it. they start to pick up on when you treat yourself better, they treat you better. And set boundaries. You know, my dad knows I don't like to kiss on the lips anymore. My mom knows I don't like sh when she fingers me in the kitchen. You know, my they both know not to comment on my looks. It doesn't happen all the time, but they know that because that always leads to fights with me. Um... So that's, that's all the tips I have. I'm really at a loss. I could take some tips right now. I think the, I think I'm reaching a point where I got to leave pretty soon. And that's not because I don't love them. It is because I love them. God, I've been grateful for being here. And I say that as someone who will probably be here for the next two months, but, um, yeah, just keep trying new things, work on yourself, get it, get a meditation practice, get something going that fills up your day. So you don't have to be around them too much. Cause the reason we snap at each other is we're around each other too much. I'm going to go for a run right now. Then I'm going to make a dinner because they already ate dinner while I did this because I just, I don't, we just didn't need a dinner together tonight. And then I'm going to do my focus mate. I'm going to get back on that horse and um, work for 50 minutes on something. I don't know what, but I need to feel a little bit productive today because it's just felt like a little bit, um, that nap really. I needed it and boy, could I have stayed in it forever. Just, are you guys like that where you, you give it in your room and it's like perfect nap time and you just like, I just was so appreciative that I could just enter a world where nothing mattered. My dreams, like nothing. But then your dreams, you're just haunted by the anxieties of your day, your waking life. But in your dreams, they turn into like, you know, final exams that you aren't ready for. Or, you know, a giraffe that's dying in your backyard. Shit like that. Those are the responsibilities of your dreams. And I welcome them. It's better than having to write a fucking script. I'll tell you that. A script about your life that you're living. Torture. This will be fun to talk about someday, this show that I'm writing. And it'll be fun for you to watch. So make sure you get Quibi because it's coming to a Quibi, you know, as soon as I finish writing it and then we cast it and then we pr make it and then it goes out. So it's, you got a while. That's all I have to say. It's not an ad. They didn't ask me for that. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow on the podcast. Let's have a better day tomorrow. At least me. I'm going to have a much better day tomorrow. There's going to be a little chipperness in my voice that you'll hear right away tomorrow on the pod. Squirt, squirt. Yeah. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 